listening to the local bar podcast with your host chad alexander come on in we have a lot of friends we want you to meet hi how are you from beautiful downtown columbia south carolina located right in the heart of rosewood this is the local bar i am your host chad alexander and of all the places you could be You've decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your good podcasts. We are part of the Libsyn Network. Find us, friend us, follow us over there. If you are another podcaster want to keep up with what we do, they're friends over at Libsyn. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Local Bar Media. You can find us on Twitter, the exact same. Tool around on Instagram every now and then. I, I need to... I need to, to 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 do a little bit more with that one. That one seems to be one of the social medias that you can um, that you can do and not not like get pissed off. I, I know Pinterest is one of those too, but I'm not crafty. I'm not. I don't know a mom. I don't, I don't, do guys? Is there stuff for guys on Pinterest? Is, is it? No, I don't know. Is there stuff for guys on Pinterest? Um. But if all else fails, you want to be a part of the show, you want to reach the show, uh, you can hit me at my Gmail. No, <laughs> not at my Gmail, at my email. Gosh, the branding gets all of us. Chad at localbarmedia.com. Um, hope you're having a good week. Valentine's Day weekend has come and gone. It's uh, either, you, either you do it right or... You do it wrong, and by now, you know from your significant other which one you did. It's it's painfully obvious in your life right now <laughs> which one you did. So we're glad you're spending some time with us. Hopefully, it's in a, in a congratulatory state, and not not one of uh, of somberness. I uh, want to say thank you to everyone for your nice emails on our show a couple weeks ago. Uh, it is nice to be back. Um, and, uh, we, we did, it was a great show and it was very timely. I did not know all that news was breaking as much as I like to think that those of us, uh, here at the local bar media are on the inside track of news. No, we had no idea that both Republicans and Democrats were going to turn against Andrew Cuomo, uh, the day, the day we interviewed, uh, a, a nice weather person who called him out. Uh, it was kind of a funny, funny story the way all that found it, and it, it sounds like a lot of people got a lot out of that. So I'm, I'm glad you did. Uh, we had fun doing it, and um, and as always, I I say this all the time: if somebody comes on the show and says something about you, um, you're more than welcome to to come on. So Governor Cuomo, the seat's there if, if you if you if you like it, I, and I mean that sincerely. You come on down. I uh, got a good uh, good show today. I've got some things that I want to talk about. Something that we want to promote. Uh, that's kind of near and dear to our heart. So I'm 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 glad to be able to do that here in in just a moment. Um, I want to take a little bit of time though and 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 talk about something. I have uh, joking around about social media when we were starting, and that's that's actually been something that's really been on my brain the the past few days. So. When we when we stopped this show, when we when we thought we were calling it quits on this show back in June, 
Uh, I did for a little bit cut back on my social media. Now I'm I don't want to I don't want to brand too much one way or another. I, I I don't I'm I don't think I'm seen as an influencer by any means. Uh, but I do try to stay out of anybody's. Um, I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm pulling against them. You know when it comes to this stuff. But I will tell you, it's funny. I thought that Twitter would be the one that I would stop. It's not. It's the one that I've done more of. Um, I've I've done less Facebooking, uh, but I think that's because Facebook has suddenly seemed to be very ad-friendly for people trying to promote stuff, and it seems like their ads are all over the place. A lot of the posts are fakes. You know, it's like, I mean, you see them on Twitter every now and then. It's like, hey, I can't believe I got a chance to do this. I was in this movie. And you look at the bottom, it's promoted. It's like, yeah, okay, um, you know, Ryan Gosling, we, we understand that you and I aren't friends and you didn't just shoot me this message. But I, I guess that marketing works. It's fine. But with uh, with Facebook, and it seems like a lot of people have left it. Um, But what's very strange is... We came back with that show with Janice Dean, and I put it on Facebook. It was on the 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 uh, the company, the local bar media's Facebook page. It was on my personal page, and I promoted. I didn't promote it, but I mean, I promoted it on those pages. I didn't pay to do an ad or anything like that. I had more people that were originally listeners to the show that had no idea the show was back. And there are people that are on Facebook. So I guess what Facebook's done now is if you if you promote and you pay a little bit of money, we'll let your friends know that uh, you got new stuff going on. It's kind of a pain in the butt. Um, so you can do me a favor if uh, you like the show, if you're a fan of this show, if you're someone who's followed around uh, along, if you've been on the show or you have friends that have been on the show, Sharing the show uh, might help. I, I don't know that it does or not, but I appreciate if you if you would. I still there's still more listeners that come off the Facebook uh, stats than the Twitter ones, but they've there's there's an obvious depth uh, that's happened. It could also be because Janice Dean, who's got hundreds of thousands of followers. Tw- tweeted it out. She didn't put it on her Facebook. That, that could be part of it, but I was just really surprised that fewer people are there. So I, it brings up a, a question. Um, if people are getting to where they can't see stuff on Facebook or they feel like it's not effective in keeping up with their friends, which is the original reason why Facebook was around, and Twitter is just a bathroom stall that it's like, hey, uh, you got a few minutes and you want to be angry? That's Twitter. Um, I... Uh, you know, not everybody just gravitates towards that, um, but uh, I, I feel like there's something that's that's got to be ready to come, and just blow everybody out of the water and and bring everybody together in that way that's a little bit more friendly. I, and I feel like we've been we've been dying for it and wanting it, but it just isn't being fed to us because. You know, there, there's so much control and data and so many billions of dollars being pumped through uh, the social media sites now that they they want to study everything that you're doing in your reactions. They don't want to lose you to that. And you're just part of that cycle. And isn't Facebook just that warm blanket that you don't want to leave? Why do you want to go try somebody else? I did go try Parler, not because I'm some uh, hardcore conservative, 
but I, w- I went to try parlor because, hey, look, there might be something new and different. And, and I, I am a free speech kind of guy. Whether I like the speech or not, I, I, let's go. Let's go check out parlor. And it's just, it's just crap. It, I don't know if you've tried it. It's very clunky and weird. Um, it's almost like uh, a, a complex Twitter. It's like, you know, somebody's done this easier. If somebody wants a better version, they usually want it easier, not not harder. So I don't know. If there's something that you've been using, if there's something that you've been uh, seeing that a lot of people are gravitating to, they're looking for that kind of thing. I'm not, I'm not saying so I can run my ads from this show all over it. But it is nice. It, it would be nice to find a social where we could all kind of get back to that a little bit more. And uh, if that is out there, I'm curious. Just, just throw something to me real quick. Chat at localbarmedia.com. Bonus points. If you are someone who is developing a type of social media, we don't have to say, we don't have to tip your hat just yet if it's not ready. I, I, you know, I know a lot about launching products. You, 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 you don't have to explain anything to me. But I'm curious, and I'd like to know about it, and then whatever we can do to help whenever it's time. Please, please just let me know. Chad at localbarmedia.com. I, I think, you know, I told my wife when the pandemic hit, I was like, you know, th- th- there's something I can tell you about this. Someone's going to come out of this a millionaire. Someone's going to come across some idea. I mean, I think that the early winner in this is Peloton. But, I, you know, I, there's somebody that's going to be a, a big-time winner. And, it's, and, and what I mean by that is not just one person, but a lot of people are going to find a way to be flexible and and uh and and find a new business here we you know we've seen it zoom think about zoom all right everybody right now uses zooms for meetings for school i mean i know you hate zoom right it it, now it's starting to kind of get this derogatory connotation because zoom meetings i don't want to do another zoom meeting but but pretend you were skype okay pretend that back in january of 2020 you were skype and everybody used you, and they complain to you all the time, and you're like, yeah, I don't care. Just keep talking. And you talk, internet, bring your friends in, record, and Skype. Just do what you want, guys. I don't know why you complain so much. And then suddenly, March comes along, and Zoom, who's been over in the corner, is now the name everybody recognizes. It's not Skype anybody anymore, which it was for like years. Hey, I'm going to Skype him. You want to Skype him in? in? Podcasting, that's all we were doing was Skype. Hell, I think the first the first full year of of, of uh, conversations that I did on this show were over Skype. I, I had no way to plug a phone in, in, into my soundboard. I don't know why. It's now like the easiest thing I do. But yeah, yeah. It's, Skype just sat there and watched Zoom run by it. And so I was wondering if there's something with the social media that um, we, we haven't heard of yet, but someone's seen, you know, the state of where we've been as a nation, the way that we uh, have not always gotten along. People are looking for their groups. They're looking for their sanity out there. They're in the sea of craziness. And I just feel like that's one of the areas that someone is, is going to figure it out. Well, no matter what, whether somebody puts a platform together or not, you're all welcome here at, at the local bar, except for Kevin Pettit. He knows that. He just, he knows that. Uh, but no, every, you're always welcome here. We, we love getting your emails and your ideas. Uh, please uh, make sure you keep sending them to us. We, we really do appreciate it. And, and again, I, I do want to say 
uh, a very big thank you for those of you who took time to, to send an email. It, it is nice to be back. I really do appreciate it. And um, looking forward to bringing some more good shows with some other good interviews. This week is a little bit different. I want to talk about something that is uh, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I have mentioned, uh, I've talked about this a, a little bit, maybe in passing uh, over the past five years, but I have, I have not spent a lot of time with it. But now we have an opportunity uh, to really kind of delve into it a little bit more. Um, and, and my guest today, the interview that we had is with uh, Nick McGill. Nick is the drummer and uh, one of the, he and his brother, um, have a band here called Wombat Junction. If you are a longtime listener of this show, we have had members of Wombat Junction on before. I think we've played their music before. Uh, we've, you know, the bands I played with have done some shows with them. They're incredibly nice people with some really cool songs. And they, they, uh, if you want to look for something just different, if you, if you're someone who sits around, I mean, with all the indie music out there right now, if you can't find something different, I don't know what's wrong with you, but. If all the different music is starting to sound the same, <laughs> uh, check these guys out. They're, they're absolutely fantastic. But Nick is on to talk about something uh, a little bit different. And so I want to jump into the conversation that he, I, he and I had today. And then I will talk to you on the other side of the break. Zed for the king, he wears that cricket cap. Zed for the king, a gold beer in his lap. Ted's the king on his wooden throne When you're the king, you're never alone No one told me not to jump into that fire No one told me not to play with chicken wire No one told me not to drive into that lake for heaven's sake It's Ted for the king, he wears that crooked cap It's Ted for the king, cold beer in his lap It's Ted for the king on his wooden throne when you're the king, never alone. Well, with me this week is uh, a, a member of a band that we've we've actually had on this show before. Uh, you've heard some of their music. You, if you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area, you may have heard of Wombat Junction before. Uh, but with me, I have uh, half of the two most talented McGill brothers in town maybe maybe two-thirds maybe he's maybe he's that much <laughs> important uh Mr. Nick McGill Nick how are you doing man man I can't complain I hope you guys are doing well yep yep doing pretty good hey so you know I've had I've had Robert uh do on before to talk about Wombat Junction we talked a lot about music and everything obviously over the past year uh music's been kind of tough for everybody you guys have done a, a lot of virtual stuff, and I, I've seen y'all do uh, quite a few, uh, I think even impromptu uh, virtual concerts, but you've, you guys have been a part of, of some things that you've planned out, and, and one of them is coming up uh, next weekend, and I, I wanted to have you on to, to, to help promote it, but it's also something that, that I really want to get more awareness out there with. And it's uh, you guys are doing something for the Alzheimer's Association. Yeah, t tell us a little bit about how this got started and what exactly uh, Cola Music Cares is. Okay, well, um, it actually started, I guess, uh, November last year. We was our, our first show. We did uh, a benefit for uh, Black Lives Matter, and um, 
it, it was just something that, uh, you know, given the the things that were, you know, the, I guess the climate of, of, of America right now, uh, it, it was something I felt, you know, anything I could do, I, I wanted to, to help out. And uh, so, so that's where it started. And, you know, Cold Music Cares, uh, just, yeah, I needed a, I needed a monitor to, to put this under. Uh, so uh, that that's where I guess Cold Music Cares started. Um, but w- we had such a good time, and it, it worked uh, worked out for us pretty well. Because we, we uh, I, I decided, hey, let's let's keep this going. Um, so I'm, I'm looking to do uh, you know two to three shows a, a year. Um, and this uh, being the first of 2021, we're we're looking to uh, really help out uh, the Alzheimer's Association. The great, great organization. Uh, I've actually worked with them before, uh, and it, they they've really got their stuff together. They they uh, your dollars, if you donate, will will be very well used. Um, it's it's a uh, a situation that, uh, unfortunately, it's not getting any better. In fact, it's getting a lot worse. And, and unless we do something about it, uh, the only way to to really improve it is is to get rid of it. And uh, but right now we're, we're looking at 95,000 people as of last year uh, that are affected, and it's, it's just a horrible, horrible disease. And uh, projected to uh, in, in the next five years go all the way up to 125,000 and it's, it's you know again the only way we can improve this is if you guys can find a, find a few uh, coins in your purse and, and donate because this is something we really need to look at and take care of yeah I, I, I agree I think I think it's uh you know, when you're talking about a disease that affects people uh, for seemingly no rhyme or reason, we, we all uh, could be affected by it, but we all probably have been affected by it by a, a family member or someone we love. And if we haven't been, we probably will be. I, I think it's a very, very common thing that we all face. But just because it's common doesn't mean that we, we don't need to give it attention. So I think it's wonderful that you guys are doing that. You know, again, going back to what I was saying before, y'all, y'all have done quite a few shows yourself as a band. Uh, you know, talk to me a little bit about how that's been. Um, maybe not so much as as far as the events are concerned, but but what kind of traffic have y'all seen, and what kind of interaction have you seen so far uh, as a band, and and, and you know, a little bit with the event that you did last year. What, what, I mean, you don't have to give me exact numbers, but I'm just curious. Uh, I imagine it, it did pretty well for you if you wanted to continue it on. What, what, what things have yeah, you seen that, that's yeah. worked for you guys? Uh, well, uh, to be quite honest, it's very sporadic. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, one event works out great, the next one is, uh, you know, a little disappointing, but it's, it's just, man, it's, uh, times are crazy right now. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, but all we can do is, is keep trying to, to push on, and you know we we're fortunate enough to, to find ourselves in a situation where 
we've been able to still play, uh, and, and and that's just it's great. Uh, you know, we, we miss the playing in front of people. Uh, there's there's no replacement for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it's been pretty successful. You know, th these live streams and I I think uh, if if we just keep doing this until uh, we we can actually get out in front of crowds and um, you know feel safe about it. That's a, that's the big thing is being yeah. safe. Yeah. Uh, just want to don't want to rush it. That, I guess that that's that's my uh, my concern. And so uh, as far as this benefit goes, we're being extra extra careful with it. Um, and you know the bands come in, they load in, they play. Uh, as soon as they're finished, they break down and they get the hell out of there. Uh, you know we we we're trying to make sure there's as few people in the, in the building as, as possible. So um, you know, it, try, again, trying to be safe. That's all. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, speaking of that, speaking of the bands that are playing, who all do you have performing at this? Uh, well, uh, playing live, we, we've got uh, opening everything up. We got Pharaohs in Space, uh, and uh, just a real cool, funky band. Uh, Excuse me. There's something that I think a lot of people uh, maybe haven't seen and need to because they are, man, they're they're hot. Uh, and then uh, coming off of that, we're going to have a pre-recorded session uh, from uh, Robert Du and Sam Scotland. Uh, they are two members of uh, the Juniors, which was a three-piece kind of folk act. That uh, Justine, the, the third member, she, she moves away. So uh, uh, they're getting to play some of their old uh, junior stuff, which uh, that's also two members of Wombat Junction. Uh, so uh, looking forward to that. Uh, but they're going to do a 15 minute pre recorded set. Uh, that way uh, the, the viewer at home doesn't have any any time in between and then uh, right after that we're going to go from Thursday Space into the Boomtown Trio uh, which is man that these guys are, are awesome uh, it's, it's uh, Chick Kelly and uh, Kristen and uh, Butterfield on, on the bass and we're going to uh, have those guys play uh, a 45 minute set and then a uh, 15-minute set right after that uh, from uh, Russell Goodman and Carolyn Watkins. And then, uh, again, that's just to make sure everybody at home is not sitting there looking at a blank screen. So we got, uh, you know, keeping music going the whole time. Uh, and then after Boomtown, uh, we're going to go to Soda City Riot. We're going to get into some punk rock. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be intense, man. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and, and then, uh, let's see, so after Soda City Riot, uh, we're going to have uh, Daniel House is coming in from Charleston. 
she's going to play, and uh, uh, we're going to actually, in between that, we're going to have Don, Don uh, Merkel's going to be playing, so your buddy, he's going to do a 15-minute set there, pre-recorded, uh, but then Danielle Howe going to do 45 minutes, then we're going to have um, Josh McGill, my brother. Uh, it's going to play a 15 minute set pre recorded and uh, go directly into Chris Thompson's band. Oh, all right. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, man, looking forward to it. It's a comic talent. We got we got a, a great lineup coming. That's a that's a great lineup. You know, I've I've done shows before, even though this this podcast goes out beyond the southeast. I, I've done a lot of shows because I'm I'm very proud of the musicians that we have in the Columbia area. And 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 Mark Rapp and I did a a show one time about how Columbia is probably untapped in a lot of people's markets. I think it sounds like you've got like a a, a very good mixture of some great bands in the South Carolina area. Um, plus some people that have been around for a long time making music. I mean, Daniel Howe was somebody I went and saw in college back in the 90s. You know, there's, there's right. some really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a, that's a fantastic lineup, man. And uh, it's good to hear that you guys are getting out there and, and, and promoting not only uh, the, the Alzheimer's Association, but, but, but each other's music and stuff as well. Um, real quick, before I, I let you go, uh, talk to me real quick about the, the time and date where people go to find this if they want to be a part of it. Well, we're operating mostly out of Facebook. Okay. Uh, so uh, the stream will originally come out of the Warehouse Live uh, Facebook page. And as soon as that happens, it will be on the event page, which is on Cola Music Cares. Uh, and it will also be on the uh, Alzheimer's Association South Carolina uh, page. And you can also you can go right now and, and go to uh, alz.org backslash fc and that'll take you to the local chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. You know, if you, you can't make it a, to, to listen on Sunday, man, just donate. These guys, uh, they're really doing great work. And, and they could really use the money. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So that's a uh, we'll we'll put some links in it on our page into the show as well to connect people to it. Um, but you know what what a what a great group of folks. And I, and I just want to commend you too for for really taking something that I know was kind of a I know it wasn't an easy thing when all of a sudden we weren't playing live music anymore and you, you had to kind kind of adapt. And I I really got to commend you, man, for. For y'all's group coming together, putting together Call of Music Cares, finding a way to not only keep playing, but to help promote other people uh, that are going through a hard time. Because, you know, just because people are out of work and, and, and things are really tough in a lot of places, it doesn't mean that other places stop hurting. And I, and I know the Alzheimer's Association really needs uh, this kind of stuff. So I, I want to say thanks for, for doing that. And I think it's I think it's something really commendable that y'all are doing. And... Uh, one, one plug for the band here real quick. I know you guys had a, a, an album that came out last year that was that was pretty spectacular. It's a very, very good album. Uh, where can people go to find some more of Wombat Junction and what you guys are up to uh, beyond what's going on on Sunday? Uh, well, you can find us on Bandcamp. You can find us on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, and we 
or at uh, you can plug in Wombat Junction uh, excuse me WombatJunction.com and it'll take you to our website uh, kind of through a, a, a maze of internet wonder to get there but it'll <laughs> take you there immediately uh, so yeah just uh, and we're, we're looking looking forward to we're, we've got a uh, a whole other album ready to, to be recorded. So we're, we're ready to, to plug in another one. So. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. You guys do uh, write a lot of songs. It doesn't surprise me. You got something else coming out. Always enjoyed your music. Anytime we've gotten a chance to play together, uh, really love seeing you guys live, man. Really looking forward to, to hopefully seeing y'all live again when we can all get back out there. But uh, <laughs> really glad to, to see that some of y'all are going to be doing some stuff. Uh, thanks for coming on the show to promote this, my man, and uh, we'll have you back on whenever it's time to uh, start rocking and rolling live again. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. All right, see you, buddy. Bye. Nothing stays the same when you're out of the game for too long As if you're looking back, trying to find the tracks, they're all windblown I'm always shedding my skin, even from within And I don't know where I've been, where I go, the future so Cause when I think about how the way things should have gone I'm still out here on my own. I want to thank Nick McGill for coming on and for making time uh, to do the show with me today. Uh, I, <laughs> I do, do kind of want to apologize for the sound, but I also want to <laughs> also want to just give you a heads up about it. Look, when, when I decided to bring the show back, I, I, I didn't want to change anything about the show, but what I wanted to do was all well let me let me just give you a little behind the scenes there have been a lot of shows that haven't happened because i couldn't get the interview at the right time and with everybody's busy schedule it's, it's really hard to do that i do have the ability to record in-person interviews on the fly as a matter of fact a lot of the ones you've heard before in the past have been maybe a couple of them you didn't even know uh, and what i mean by that is i have this recording device that does extremely well with two people just sitting together in a room, um, it does okay in the car, but it's been rain. It was raining hard today, so uh, sorry. It's a car interview, but my the thing you got to understand is I made a commitment to myself is I just get the show out. It's more important to get the conversation out there. I mean, these soothing dulcet tones of my voice now more than make up for it, right? Um. Yeah, I told, I told my wife, we were laughing about something today. She didn't know. I had kind of run through a list of, all right, if I bring the show back, though, what am I going to do to uh, make it at least a little bit easier on my life? Because I will tell you, doing a show that's an interview show it can kind of be a pain in the butt when you're chasing people to do interviews. It's not that bad if it's somebody, like, really big time and you're really trying to get them to, to come on your show. To be honest with you, those tend to be the easiest, usually when you're trying to help 
help a brother out, promote something, they get this with the hardest ones. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, but Nick was great, and it really was more my schedule than his. Uh, so we were able to hop on today, and I appreciate that. But, yeah, that was one of the things I told my wife. The other is uh, you've probably heard me say a ton of times before on the show that I answer every email. Yeah, that one's gone, too. I have uh, I have no problem uh, when people ask me questions or they, they want to you know have a small conversation about something. I'm fine with that. But for people that want to send hate mail and debate stuff, uh, listen, if you want my opinion, just six years worth of podcasts, you can just go back and listen to, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done with that. Um, really glad that Nick came on. I, you know, the, the Alzheimer's Association, I, I meant it when I said it. One of the things we've got to remember, and uh, my wife does a very good job, our, our girls do very well with this, that just because there's a lot going on, whether um, – it's, it's COVID uh, here in the southeastern United States. Uh, we get hurricanes a lot, and a lot of stuff come through. Uh, sometimes it can be economic crashes. Whenever there's stuff going on, uh, we live right by a military base. When wars start up, eh, there's some families that go through a hard time. But no matter what's going on, all this other stuff doesn't pause. Alzheimer's doesn't, doesn't pause. It's one. It's going to keep going. It's going to still be there. It's something that we that we really need to put forth an effort in helping not only find a cure, but for these organizations that help folks who live with Alzheimer's and their and their families that help support them. <clears throat> I am uh, I am a certified dementia practitioner, which means uh, I can go around and train. Uh, first responders, uh, nurses, hospitals, assisted living, skilled facilities on how to work with folks that have dementia, um, how to support them throughout the day, help them do their activities of daily living, uh, help them um, do all that stuff, help them adapt to the world that they're in. And uh, this, this is part of my real job. It's not It's not like just some hobby. Uh and uh, with all the training and the continuing ed that I have to have on it, um, I'm always waiting for, well, we've seen a great development in this. So we're finding that if people are on this medication or this type of diet or in this environment, we're not having to do this as much anymore. And it just, it's not been there. You know, in the 12 years I've been working in senior health, uh, 13 years now, uh, it just it has not been there, and uh, this is something that we have to understand does does in some way uh, affect all of us. There, if you don't know someone who has dementia, you will. And and, and don't get me wrong, Alzheimer's is a very uh, it's a it's a specific type of dementia, but it's a very common one. And uh, with with anybody who is trying to work with folks that have Alzheimer's or dementia, it it's it's very tough. It, it's a very hard life. Um, I remember when I was a kid, you know, the, the world was different in the 80s, in the 70s and 80s. And my, my grandparents had, um, I, I'll, I'll never forget this, my, my grandfather had, there's a trailer that was right beside his house. He had a little small house in this bustling metropolis called Scranton, South Carolina. Which is just as big as it sounds, and he uh, he had this trailer that was kind of just just like a like a single wide trailer, mobile home, if you will. 
I, I don't know. Those of you in other countries, uh, just very small. These are the ones that when tornadoes come through the middle of the United States, these are the things that are thrown about everywhere. And and he had um, he had one of these parked right beside his house. And there was a, a, a very old man and a very old woman who lived in this trailer. Now, I never asked my grandparents who they were. I still to this day don't know. I don't I don't really know. They weren't relatives. I have no idea how Bud, my grandfather, m- met these folks. Uh, but he did. And this guy needed some help. And he needed help because his wife had, had Alzheimer's. And he, he didn't really know what, what to do. Bud gave him a place right there beside his, uh, his driveway and told him they could park their trailer and live there and hooked up their trailer to his, his water and his power and, and said that they could, they could live there. He made sure that they had food, took care of them the best they could. Uh, my grandmother helped him get back and forth to, um, to doctor's appointments and took care of him. And that was my first. That was my first uh, touch with dementia, and I, that's just what I thought it was. Hey, you you get old. Some people get to where they really can't remember anything, and um, then then you just take care of them. It's that easy, right? As I got older, I began thinking that's what assisted livings and nursing homes. We called all of them nursing homes back then. Didn't matter what it was, skilled nursing, nursing home, independent living for older folks. Didn't matter. They were all called nursing home. And that's what you thought. They, 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 all, they all just go there. And there are people that take care of them that just point them down the hall. Hey, here's where you go. This is where you go to uh, to eat. Here's where you're going to go to to watch someone uh, paint something today. Um, here's where you are. And everybody's happy and it's fine. And I, and I thought that for the longest time uh, because I, I, I never found myself in, inside of a nursing home. Um and then I then I started doing work in senior health, and I you know it's a it's an eye opening experience. One of the things you have to understand is that uh, Alzheimer's is is not um, it's not necessarily like a memory disease. It's it's a it's a processing disease. You 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 don't just lose your ability to remember something, and then all of a sudden maybe one day like the notebook it magically comes back for moments, and then I'm gone again. That it what happens is your brain. If you if you're very interested in this and and this is interesting, but I will promise I'll just go ahead and let you know if you're squeamish to this stuff, it, it would it would freak you out if you Google this. But um, it's it's very interesting when you when you look at brains that have uh, dementia, they have the, the atrophy that is set in um, is extremely apparent. So there, there's a there's a spot in your brain in the front right hand side that keeps you from from saying things that you shouldn't say, right? Uh, keeps you from swearing in church, keeps you from saying like horrible things in front of your mother, all this kind of stuff. So one day if grandma is the little old lady that always sat in the second pew at church and she never cursed, is now saying curse words, well, the, the, that part of her brain that that's job is to keep her from saying that is physically not there anymore. It's gone. There's there's nothing there to stop these things, and so we tend to think that people have become different folks, and, and they really, they have in in a lot of ways. But you have to understand why. It's because that that 
that processing part of their brain is 10% less than it was, and then 20% less than it was, and then 40% less than it was. But when I was an administrator for an assisted living facility, that's when, that's when I finally got a huge five-year in-your-face lesson of what Alzheimer's is. And I, I'm going to keep this very short because I, I want to make this about uh, Cola Music Cares and the, and the event they've got coming up and, and for the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, one day, one day, one day I am going to write a book and uh, it's full of lighthearted, funny, heart wrenching, um, just wonderful stories of, of what families have gone through and, and, and what people have done to learn to live with any type of dementia. And it, and it is, in a lot of ways, very heartwarming. And um, I do think that would be a, a good thing to do one day. But I also want to be very blunt with you. This disease is extremely mean. Whenever someone asks me for my advice um, when it comes to caring for a loved one that has Alzheimer's, I sit them down and I tell them, this is going to be extremely painful. There may be some wonderful parts to this, but there are going to be some very hard parts because more than likely, you're going to have to say goodbye to your loved one twice. There'll be a day when the relationship you had and that person you had all the time is not there anymore, but they still need you. They still need you to take care of them. And in a lot of ways, even more. And it's not just like the emotional part and the mental part turns off because their switches and goes another way. They still need you to emotionally love them and care for them. And that is a very, very hard thing to do. Another one of the things that I tell people to, to kind of put this in perspective is that you have to live in their world, okay? So um, there was a lady who I believe her m mother is sadly about to pass, but years ago had to, uh, had to take care of her mom, and she just kind of pulled me aside and said, hey, don't you work in, in senior health? And listen, I'm having the hardest time with my mom. All right, what's going on? Dude, she, she sits around our house, and she's fine, and then all of a sudden she's packing a bag, and she says, I'm going to Mars. And I yell and scream, I'm like, Mom, what are you talking about? You're not going to Mars. And I was like, oh, I understand that, and that's, it's very frustrating, and I see where you're coming from. But you need, to, you need to know that your mom doesn't know any different, and the best thing you can do, like you, all the yelling and screaming in the world isn't going to get her to process that correctly. It's just not. So the best thing you can do is live in her world. If mom says that she's going to Mars, you ask her what time the, the, the spaceship is taking off and what all kinds of things she needs to get together in order for that. And if y'all need to go to the grocery store that day, mom, you know, you might need some groceries. Why don't we go to the store and pick out a couple of things? You, you learn to, to live in their world as much as you can. And so you have to do that because they still need you, even though they may not fully understand how much they need you. This disease wears people out.
Man, I, I have I have seen some of the strongest folks I know go through having a parent with this, and I, I wouldn't say it breaks them, but it pushes them to their limits to where their their body physically changes. There's always studies about about Alzheimer's, and, and it's there's you know like just just wait there'll be a there'll be a study out this year. Uh, coffee is known to cause uh, dementia and Alzheimer's, and so stay away from coffee. And then four years later, uh, black coffee has seemed to stave off Alzheimer's. There's always a study, somebody going, I mean, I, I'm not making fun of it. I think I think there are really good studies, and sometimes they may contradict because that, that's what you do in science. It's not just, It's not something that is just exact and everybody takes it, no matter what everybody wants you to believe. There's always a hypothesis to change. And and so it is very very tough. I do think a lot of uh, a lot of magazines will use some something as just a hot button issue and, and run with it. So be very wary of that stuff. But we um we we do have to look for for opportunities uh, to get better with 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 where we are with our medications and, and treatments and the way we we treat treat folks. But um. There, there was a study that I saw when I was going through um, some uh, continuing education class, and it, it, it showed that there was this group. There's this one group that uh, would develop dementia more than any other group. It was a very specific group, and they asked all of us to, to write down what group we thought it was. And, you know, people were just, they had, you know, talk about people working areas with brain, possible brain injuries. Um, People who worked in chemical plants, like every, everybody had something they were guessing, right? And people who worked in fast food restaurants, that was a huge one. Everybody, everybody thought that. And um, it's it's very strange. It, it, this one is number one, and number two is not even close. The group of people that uh, seem to get dementia far more than anyone else are people that work with dementia patients. That includes their family members. Um, what we attribute it to is stress. We're not 100% certain. But believe me when I tell you that if you don't know someone who battles with Alzheimer's or you haven't been affected by it in your life, I promise you, you will. And if you have, it doesn't mean you won't again. It's very important that we pull together as communities and we do what we can to help support uh, folks that are out there like the Alzheimer's Association who are not just raising money for a cure, that are looking for ways to support families and to support patients uh, of these terrible diseases. This is, this is one that is very long. It's, it's not short. Uh, this, it can go on for years. It can go on for decades. It is extremely tiresome, and again, like I said, it will absolutely break down some of the strongest people you've ever seen. And so, whatever we can do to support them is something that I think we should do. And I really give I give Nick and and everybody from Cola Music Cares a lot of credit for jumping into this. There, there's a lot of people that need help right now, and 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 I'm sure, you know, they, they've had to turn down some folks. And I'm not saying that something's more important than something else. But I'm going to tell you, uh, Alzheimer's is something that doesn't get uh, enough credit and enough uh, light shine on it, the Alzheimer's Association. They really do a wonderful job because you, you don't see what they do for families or how they support them. 
and there, there's tons of ways you can you can really look into it. And, and I, I really advise you to check it out. To go to the Alzheimer's Association, I believe you said Alzheimer's Association uh, slash SC. I'm sure there's a way you can find a, a chapter in your state wherever you are. And I would look at a, a couple of things that they're doing in your community. I bet they would surprise you. But I'm going to tell you, too, that you're going to want them if you're ever dealing with this. And by the way, if you're listening to this show and your loved one is battling dementia and you are supporting them, please go to the Alzheimer's Association. Or how about do this? Shoot me an email and and I'll help you out and help you find where you need to go to get the support you need, because I'm telling you, it is not an easy thing to do. I really appreciate all the musicians and everybody that's going to be um, on the show on Sunday. I, I, I think that's, you know, it's a great lineup. And, and if, you know, th- these folks are taking time out of their schedules uh, to do stuff, and I, I really appreciate them doing it too. Uh, just in case you didn't hear, well, let's go over this real quick. Cola Music Cares is probably the easiest place to find it. C-O-L-A Music Cares. Go to their Facebook page. Uh, it starts Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Pharaohs in Space goes off at 4, followed by uh, Boomtown Trio at 5, Soda City Riot at 6, Danielle Howell at 7, and the Chris Compton Band at 8. Um, and then in between the pre-recorded acts, 4.45, Sam Scollin and Robert Dew. 5.45, Russell Goodman and Carolyn Watkins. 6.45, Don Merkel. If you're new to the show, all the music we use is by Don Merkel. I, get, I played in his band uh, for a couple of years. Uh, he is a, 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 a good friend of mine. He's a wonderful guy. He's an incredible singer-songwriter. He's got a lot of his own stuff. You can find it at donmerkel.com. And, yes, everybody always wants to know, it is spelled M-E-R-C-K-L-E, <laughs> so if you can't find them, uh, just try that. Uh, you, you'll know when you see the the logo it looks like a big octopus. That's that's his his stuff. Uh, but Don, if you want to see him perform with some of his newer stuff, check that out. He goes on 645. And then Josh McGill, the brother to Nick, goes on 745 before Chris Compton goes on. Chris Compton's an uh, absolute wonderful talent, too. But I do want to point out, the six o'clock Soda City Riot. If you were listening to last week's show, I talked about the Riot House podcast. The guy Eric, who I used to play in a band with, that band was Don Merkel's band, uh, that taught me back into bringing the show back. Uh, those boys go on at six. So if you want to catch them, uh, make sure you do that. But um, more important than that, if you can see the show or if you can't, if you've got a little bit of money, it really just a dollar. Anything that you can spare to help out this organization and support these folks that are really trying to raise a lot of money for something that is fantastic, please do. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not going to edit this out. I, I let, let me let me tell you what I just did. Um, the lady that I was talking about. Um, who, who her mom has said she's got to live in her world if she wants to go to the moon. Um, I was looking on Facebook on the Cola Music Cares website and uh, to get the lineup, and uh, my Facebook switched over to my main page, and I saw that her her, her mom passed. Um, hmm. Look, for any of you that are dealing with this, 
for any of you that have dealt with this, for all of us, for all of us that live in this world and we're just trying to find someone to help us out, make sure you're checking on your circle. Make sure you're doing whatever you can within your reach to make a difference. If you got a little bit of extra cash right now, and I know a lot of people are strapped, just just take a little bit. Throw these guys away. Just throw them a little bit of cash uh, to help them. Every little bit counts, and, and hopefully they're able to add up uh, a lot of money to maybe one day find a cure. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but if anything, if more than anything, able to support these families who are walking their loved ones down a path that I'm going to be honest, that none of us really want to do. And, uh, and, and they deserve uh, to have our love and support as well. So please, please do that. Check them out. Call the music cares, uh, this Sunday uh, at four, at 4 PM. And <laughs> I keep forgetting my show stays up. It's February 21st, 2021. Uh, please check it out. And you know what? I'll see if we can't get recordings of the show or at least of parts of it. And uh, we'll spread them around if you can't make the show, but you do donate. I tell you what, I'll work something out with Nick or at least with Don. If you uh, if you give to Cola, to this uh, event, to the Alzheimer's Association uh, during the Cola Music Cares event, uh, and you are not able to see anything, shoot me an email with your receipt and I will uh, I'll make sure you get some music or something from from the show, okay? Uh, but uh, check them out this weekend, and thanks again to uh, Nick McGill and everybody who puts this together. What a wonderful, wonderful event, and um, looking forward to seeing all you guys on Sunday. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. We will see you next week, but hopefully we'll see you Sunday. Till then, take care. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. Then you think you know yourself You're not so different